pastor has been talking about the purifying fire for the last few weeks and just the importance of going deeper and getting so hot for God, so on fire for God, that the heat literally boils up all the junk, all of the impurities, so that it's much easier to go over the top and just scrape it off. And it does get easier, y'all, to take the junk and just scrape it right off when we are on fire for God. But I was, I've been doing lots of counseling lately. It's been increasing. And I've been hearing kind of a common thread. And I was there of thinking at one point, that's wonderful. I'm so glad my pastor is on fire for God. It's unobtainable for me. Bless his heart. I don't know how I can get there. I don't know that I'll ever get there. I don't know that I can be that big and the kingdom. That's where many of y'all have been. That's where at one point I was. And I got hungry. I got hungry to look like my husband. I got hungry to look like those men and women that were on fire for God. Because I saw something within them that was hope, that was life, that was joy. And I asked God, why can't I have this? Why can't I be on fire for you like them? Am I not good enough? Is it because I wasn't saved as a child? I wasn't a, pre, a PK. I didn't get saved till I was 18. Is it because I'm a girl? At this point, I was always told that girls can't preach. Praise God, those people don't know what they're talking about, nor the word of God. But I had all these questions. And God told me very simply, Honey, you're standing in the shallow water wondering why you can't see the beauty of the world beneath the comfort of your flesh. You see, I wanted to see the beauty of the world they walked in. But I wanted to see it back here in the shallow water where it wasn't over my ankles. But my neck only goes so far. I had to step out. But you see, hip deep isn't deep enough. Because I still can't see below. I had to go deeper. And it's up to us. If we're going to look like those men and women who were on fire for God, if we're going to look like Jesus, you see, Pastor talked about when you're on fire, or when the fire is so hot and so pure, and all the impurities have been taken off, the whatever man can look in and see his reflection. Y'all, I hungered for Jesus to look and see himself in me. I hungered for it. And he said, just go deeper. It's not that hard. You've just got to go one step at a time. And he asked me this, and so I'm going to ask you, what is his competition? What are the things that are keeping you from going deeper? 
And here's a way to think about it. And this is going to step on toes. Don't blame me. Holy Spirit said. When we have events like flyering or outreach, why aren't you there? We'll have tons of people out here when it's boom fest and there's cotton candy and there's snow cones and there's games and there's face painting. But when it come to, comes time to hitting the streets and flyering, or it comes time to going to Walmart and telling people about Jesus, where are y'all then? And some of you are here and some of you aren't. And here's what God told me when he asked me. Because before we had boomerang, I wasn't always there. And he said, honey, if your why is anything less than because I said so, then I'm on the back burner. Ow. I don't know if that stepped on your toes like it did mine, but it stepped on mine. It stepped all over mine. Because I had a whole lot of whys. But God, I didn't have the money. I need to, you know, I got money. I need to go get. And we sit here and we think, Pastor Nicole, I don't love money. I know where you're going with this. Don't be so quick. When you go looking for a job, are you willing to say, you can schedule me six days a week? But I will not work on Diddy's day. Because Diddy comes first. Y'all look at Chick-fil-A. Their chicken don't taste that much better. And yet, no matter what attacks come their way, and there's been a lot, especially recently, what do they do? They continue improving. Why? Because... They've taken a stand. Here's my line. I will happily serve you them lovely little chicken biscuits and chicken sandwiches Monday through Saturday from 6.30 a.m. to 10 p.m. But on Sunday, I'm going to be worshiping my king. And their business skyrockets. Everybody knows their name. People insane will sleep in a tent all night to get a chicken sandwich every week for a year because this company has taken a stand. They've, will, they've been willing to go deeper. I would tell God, oh, Lord, I couldn't. My husband, you know, oh, bless his heart. I would do it, Lord, but, well, my husband... Here's the thing. So many marriages end because I just fell out of love. No, you didn't. God is love. God don't fall. God don't stop. Either you're in love with your husband and your wife in God or you're not. Your spouse isn't meant to be on this pedestal. You're not doing them any favors by putting them on a pedestal. What you're doing is you're setting them up for failure because you've placed them in a position they were never designed to be. 
But going deeper in God was when I walked up to my husband because at the time he was hurt. He was deeply hurt by the church. He was hurt by the people who had loved him on Monday and turned their back on him on Tuesday. He was hurt by the man of God who said he would never give up. And when hell came in, his roots weren't deep enough and he fell right over. My husband was hurt. But I got tired of not being deep enough in God because I was putting my husband on this pedestal that was designed for God alone. So I walked up to my husband And I said, baby, I love you. With every fiber of my being, I love you. I will move heaven and earth for you. I will do anything for you except for put you before God. I'm going to church this Sunday. I don't know where I'm going, but I'm going to church. And I would really like it if we could go as a family. And I'm going to pray for you, whether you want my prayers or not. And it turned the family around. Because he was tired of being shallow too. I had another excuse. Family. Y'all, I was a people pleaser. My whole life, I was a people pleaser. If I knew it would make you happy, I would put my moral obligations or my personal beliefs and desires on the back burner. So when Aunt Betsy schedules a family reunion on Sunday, I'm elbowing my pastor when it gets closer. It's close. We're going to hurry. Leave service early. We got a family reunion, God. I can't stay for the rest of that service. You know I got a family reunion. Aunt Betsy done planned it. I ain't seen them since last year. Instead, what we need to be doing is calling Aunt Betsy and saying, I love you. I'm going to be at Diddy's house because he's family too. And as soon as that service is over, I will be right there. Keep your wig on. I'm coming. And what happened was Aunt Betsy started realizing Brian and Nicole put God first. Either we're going to schedule this family reunion to a time where everybody can be on time or maybe not on a Sunday, or we're going to go ahead and start and they'll be here. And some of them got offended. And you know what I said? Sorry. Not sorry. Because Diddy comes first. How about self-pleasure? That's a competition for God for most all of us. Lord, I just want a break. I just want 10 minutes of me time. Lord, I can't even hide in the bathroom without having a kid, a dog, a cat, or a spouse come in. I just need a moment of peace. But what about where he says, come to me, all who are weary, and I'll give you rest? What about seek me first, and I'll give you all, including the fun? Y'all, serving the king is fun. If you don't have fun, one, you're not all in. And two, you don't know him.
because serving him is fun. Serving him with my family is fun. I was talking to Jade about this yesterday. It's gotten to a point now, y'all, y'all know me better than most of my family. And I get excited to come do stuff with y'all. I was not at flyering yesterday because I was in Charlotte dropping my husband off. But unless God sends Pastor and I on a different assignment, we've been at every event. Every last one. And we've had a blast. We weren't there because we had to. We were there because we wanted to. So why don't we want to more? It's a good question. It's a toe-stepping question. But that's what he asked me when I was hungering to know why I couldn't look like my husband at the time. When I was hungering to know why I couldn't be the strong woman of God. And he said, if you want it, it's there. You've just got to move my competition out of the way. He's not going to move it. It's not his to move. Because you see, I'm the one that placed this here. And I'm the one that placed that there. And I'm the one that took these steps back. So we have to be the ones that say, God, I want you enough that I'm going to take this and I'm going to move it. And it has a place in my life, but it's not at the front. And Lord, I'm going to take this. And oh, this is vital. But Lord, without you at the front, this falls apart. So I challenge you to look at your life. And ask, what is it that's keeping me deeper from going? Or what's keeping me from going deeper with God? Maybe it's those pesky Joneses that we're striving to keep up with and to look like. But 1 Corinthians 4, 7 and 8 says, For who do you know that really knows you, that knows your heart? And even if they did, is there anything they would discover in you that you could take credit for? Isn't everything you have, everything you are, sheer gifts from God? So what's the point of all this comparing and competing? You already have all you need. You already have more access to God than you can handle. Y'all, we have him all. Every ounce of him is ours. The issue isn't that he's not there. The issue is we've set him up on a shelf and let him get dusty. And close the door to the access of our lives. We're so busy seeking after the stuff that we forget to seek after the provider. Then we run out. And we don't know where to turn. But Romans 14, 17 says, For the kingdom of God does not mean eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. You see, if our inner lives are right and strong with God, nothing but the Holy Spirit will move us. Your circumstances won't move you. The latest and greatest fad won't move you. What Aunt Betsy says won't move you. The attacks 
won't move you. You can literally walk through the valley of the shadow of death and truly fear no evil. Truly fear no evil. Moms, listen up. It is not normal for you to have a healthy dose of fear. That's a lie straight from hell. It's simple as black and white. Fear, Satan. Faith, God. Done. He says you can walk through the valley of the shadow of death and fear no evil. Not the cough, not the sniffle, not the sudden infant death, not the baby mama, baby daddy, lack of money, nothing. Because when you know him, when you have gone deep into who he is, you know you can't keep those babies safe without him. You can't raise those babies upright without him. Those babies aren't going to sleep peacefully without him. You're not going to live a life void of chaos and despair without him. But God, when you know him, you know he says, every fiber of my being is yours. I gave all that I have for you. There's nothing I'm going to hold back. Everything you need, everything I have is already yours. This is how you can live life in peace. Amen. And y'all, I got tired of struggling. I got tired of caring about what y'all think of me. I got tired of trying to look like the girl next door. I got tired of struggling to make ends meet. Y'all, I was even so bent up, I was wrapped around what day I mailed the bill in because I needed to make sure it was mailed early enough that if the U.S. Postal Service jacked up and didn't get it there on time, that I wouldn't be called and they wouldn't come repossess my shoe or something. I'm, y'all, it sounds funny. I'm telling you, I was bent in fear wrapped all around it you about couldn't see fear because of me because I just held it all for myself and I got tired I got tired of struggling because as soon as I put the bill in the mailbox I started worrying about the next month's bill there was no peace there was no joy and I said, Lord, what's the point of living if I can't have joy and I can't have peace? And I don't mean a momentary happiness like what this world brings. I don't mean a moment of no confrontation because I won't stand boldly for God. I mean the joy that is my strength. I mean the peace that passes understanding. That's what I needed. I knew that in John 10.10, 10, God promised me life and life in abundance. And I got to the point of realization of, if I'm not living abundance, am I really living? Or am I just another zombie on this earth? So I wondered, what's life? And John 17, 3 says, this is eternal life. That you may know God, the one true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. 
We have got to get to know our king. We have got to get to know our savior. But we've got to get to know our Lord. You see, I had made him my savior. Yay, Jesus, I'm going to heaven. But I hadn't stepped 